Welcome to episode 119 of a P's and Q's podcast. I'm Clay, rolling solo again, and uh, got a fucking jam-packed episode. Talked about Dana White hitting his wife. We got some really good Let's Talk Tuesdays that were backlogged. Thank you, Musa. Thank you, Mr. Caravente. Uh, th- oh, I didn't even take his name down. It was a guy who sent one into uh, the Gmail about Damar Hamlin, uh, you know, Thoughts and prayers out to DeMar Hamlin. That was a fucking terrifying thing that happened on Monday Night Football. We talk a little hockey. The fucking cracking and rolling right now, baby. And all is good in the P's and Q's podcast world. Uh, don't forget to reach out to us on social media. Pod at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram. At official P's and Q's. Other than that, sit back, relax, we'll and live. enjoy. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> Alright, and we're back. Sorry that... This is a late one. I know I said last week, literally last week, I was like, I think I'll do it Tuesday, get the full weekend, drop it off on Wednesday. Now it's Thursday night. Uh, and I'm telling you, I've been I've been beat this week. You come off the holiday, then you come off New Year's. Fucking miss a day of work, then it's Tuesday. And that feels like Monday. And then it's Wednesday, and it's like, now I'm back in the swing of things. I can't just go out into the freezing-ass cold shed and record another podcast. So I'm biting the bullet. I'm getting it done today. I'm getting it done today. going to have it out tomorrow. It's Friday. Happy Friday. If you're listening to this the first day it came out, happy Friday. You made it through the first week of 2023. Congratulations to you. I did, too. A lot of people did. Kraken started the new year off right, whooping up on Edmonton in Edmonton. Then I just watched them whoop up on fucking Toronto in Toronto. Five to one. We beat we beat Toronto five to fucking one. And you know what's the most dynamic thing about the Seattle Kraken? Is like one of the stats they showed on the TV during the game, the last ten goals for the Kraken were we're scored by 10 different players. That means that we don't have a single offensive line that doesn't produce. That's fucking huge. That's incredible. That is so big league. And I don't think you under like it. And, and that really, that applies to like every single sport, every team sport that's played franchise players don't win championships. Teams win championships. I know that sounds like so corny, but it's true. The best player on the planet right now, for sure, the most talented player, is Connor McDavid. He plays for the Edmonton Oilers, and he is... I was, just, I was texting my brother this. Connor McDavid is the one player in all of the NHL that when he has the puck and he's playing against my team and I challenge any other like sports or a uh, hockey fan team, like um, club team. So like I would, I would challenge like a, a, 
an LA Kings fan to not think this exact same thing that I'm about to say. Connor McDavid is the only player in the NHL when he has the puck in our zone. I'm sure he's going to score on us. He's that good. He is so good. Doesn't have the hardware, though. He does not have the fucking hardware to prove that he is the best of all time. The greatest of all time conversations, they, they include hardware. They have to. The most talented of all time, I think it's it's hands down. Like, I know you can go into the Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, blah, blah, blah. The most talented player of all time, hands down, is Connor McDavid. Not the best player, but talent, the way he skates, the way he sees the ice, everything. He basically picks and chooses the seasons that he wants to have more assists than goals or more goals than assists. Someone said before this season, he's going to have more goals than he did last year. And he is on pace to death. Our top player, just to put it into perspective, our top player on the Kraken has 28 points. But after tonight, maybe 30 points, which is good. That's like average. It's average like point per game, point and a half per game. It's, it's good. It's basically where the rest of the league is. Connor McDavid has 71 points. And he, he might have gotten more tonight. I have no idea. He's just so good. Not good enough to beat the Kraken 5-2. to two. Hey, Not good enough to beat the Kraken 5-2. to two. Five to two. They beat us seven to one. Yeah, sure. We came home from from winter break. You know, first game before. Ugh, no, no. That was that was a that was a fucking that was a rat bit game from the get go. It was a it was a fucking it was a scarecrow, dude. We were never gonna win that one. And I missed it. I was out at my mom's house. Missed the whole thing. And that's okay because and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it when I get home. They have a replay. We left we left Raymond. My mom lives, you know, three hours away. We left Raymond at about five fifteen. The game started at six, I believe. No, 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 I was at home, so it was a, no, it was six. It was a six o'clock game. So I was like, it'll last two hours, then they do the shit in between, and then they show a replay on Root Sports. So I was like, by the time we get home, the second the, the second showing of it will be on, and I'll just watch it then. We got home, and, you know, I don't, I'm a legitimate don't-check-my-phone-while-I'm-driving kind of guy. We get home, and I pull my phone out of, like, the little compartment I keep it in, get the kids into the house, settle the dogs down, do all the shit, and go to sit on the toilet. The first thing that I see is the NHL update app on my phone. Oilers off to a hot start, scoring three goals in 70 seconds of the first period. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not watching that one. Hey, I'm a diehard Kraken fan, but this one, if a genie or a, what is it, a magic ball, if you look into a magic ball and it says your team's going to get fucking fucked this game, you know, that's two hours you're not getting back. You know, when you're watching the game live, it's all good because I would have watched if I started that game live, I would have watched all the way through. I've watched I've, I've watched many crack and beat downs and it's live. But when you have the the fortune of somebody on, on the Internet going, this is off to a rough start for the crack. And I checked the app. They think they beat us seven to two. Just trounced us. 
Oh, my God. Then we went and played them in Edmonton. Next game. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys want to go back-to-back wins? Not against the Crack Dogs. We have too many talented players. We have too many talented players to not make a legitimate run into the playoffs. Fucking Matty Bernier, our rookie, got selected for All-Stars. Hmm. Hmm. Is that good? Hey, you guys. Anyone over there? No, I'm alone in the shed by myself. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Our rookie, our rookie's going to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. We're going to make our run into the playoffs. We're not going to get Connor Bedard, which is, you know, that's a tough place to be. Connor Bedard is like a legitimate generational talent. Shane Wright is very good. And he was kind of riding the same wave as Connor Bedard, but Connor Bedard did some shit at the World Juniors this year that he's sharing company with like Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky as far as how many points he had. He he's just a he's just a he's who's that guy? Uh Doctor Manhattan. He's like Doctor Manhattan from the um what's that Fucking, they made it into a movie, but it started out as a uh, graphic novel. Watchmen. He can see the future when he's on the ice. He, and he can literally do anything he wants. He's Dr. Manhattan. In, in between periods, Connor Bedard is sitting on Mars, like, playing tic-tac-toe with the stars. He's just a fucking absolute savage. He's a little undersized, but... The new NHL is a little undersized. Like, the big guys, you see, like, one or two big, big guys, maybe, per team. And then you got, like, little shits like Cole Caulfield, who plays for Montreal. They drafted him two years ago. And uh, fucking guy's, like, 5'4". He's so small. Google that. Cole Caulfield size. Cole Call. Field height. Now, bear with me. I don't have... Yeah, don't have internet. Don't give me internet. Come on. Give me some internet. God, I wish I had... God, I wish I had internet out here. Man, son of a bitch. One thing we're, we're getting out here is going to be a little, uh, little stair stepper or something. Maybe a little... Uh, I don't know, maybe a little Pilates machine, something fun like that, you know. Start getting my exercise up. Start getting my fucking calories burnt. I stand up all day at work now, which is just already a game changer. I'm not just driving around in an F1. I'm not putting miles in behind the behind the steering wheel anymore. And, and that's, that is truly nice. It's actually like I can feel it in my... The weirdest thing about that is I can feel it in my like back... And I can feel it in my hips. And it, when you drive for a living and you clock like legitimate miles. One time I drove from my house in Ballard up to Bellingham down to Seattle, like Crown Hill area, over to Bellevue, down to South Seattle and to Tacoma. And then back to Seattle and then back home in one day. I filled up my gas tank and then got home and filled up my gas tank again. Take that fucking Greta Von Fleet or whatever your name is. 
All right, all right, come on, take it easy. This isn't this isn't a political podcast, and it's not. I was making a jab at her name, not at her. People beef with her. It's such a wild thing that people beef with like a what? It, if I had internet, I'd look up what her name is. It's like Greta. Greta Von Fleet's a fucking dope ass band, but Greta something. She's like that little 12 year old girl who's like, if we do not stop putting trash into the ocean, we'll make the pizza box go away or something. She said that to. Oh, actually, speaking of that, um, two, three weeks ago, I was talking about Andrew Tate. Uh, you know, he's 5'7. Cole Caulfield's 5'7. Got internet. Yeah, baby. Yeah, he's 5'7, 162 pounds, and he's an absolute fucking menace. He's got a rocket of a shot. I think he's leading Cal, uh, 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 Montreal in goals. Anyways, uh, Cobra Tate, I said a couple weeks ago, I was like, he's a pretty funny guy. You know, he says funny stuff. It's like a satirical character, I believe, that he's playing. Like this macho man, fucking women are my property guy. Just like, I'm pretty sure it's satirical. If it's not, it's kind of psychotic. But, um, this week he got taken to jail in, I forgot, it's like, Andrew Tate. He got he got taken to jail in like Bolivia or some shit like that. And when I saw that in the news, I went, "What's Cobra? What what's what's King Cobra doing in fucking in jail in a different country?" It's like the second big athlete to be taken by a foreign country. I don't know if he. I don't know if. I don't know if Cobra Tate, I think he's from the UK actually, so never mind. But I was trying to make light of the situation. Anyways, uh, turns out he got put in jail for uh, human trafficking and rape. Allegedly. Just want to let you guys know I don't uh, subscribe to that kind of behavior. I'm not on that guy's side. He has said some funny things in the past. I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that. But uh, it was arrested on suspicion of rape in the UK in 2015. TikTok explains. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: is that like, you know, if if he, like, so many fucking people hate this dude, Andrew Tate. So many fucking people hate him. And it's understandable for sure, but they, um, they're like rooting for this guy to be guilty and like for this to be like true, which I don't think they're really understanding. (laughs) The people who are like rooting against Andrew Tate, big league, um, if he's found guilty, that means that the stuff that they're saying about him is true. So that means that somebody got raped by him. So that's like not a, if so facto, that's not a great thing to be rooting for, right? If you think about it, like you scratch the scab off the surface, right? 
that that's not a great thing to be rooting for. You're like, I hope you raped that girl. I hope you trafficked those humans. You're going to jail forever, pal. Like, the best case scenario is it's like, okay, this is a false accusation and nothing actually happened. Because him going to jail is not as good and satisfying as him not being a human trafficker and rapist. You know? Like, I feel like no one was, like, rooting against Harvey Weinstein, right? Harvey Weinstein. I don't think anyone was rooting against him his whole career. And then it just flooded out that, like, a hundred women were like, yeah, he fucking raped me to get a show or get a get a spot in his movie. And so that guy's just already, like, just painted directly. I didn't know who the guy was. Like, I never... I never realized who Harvey Weinstein was until that happened. And then after after it happened was when you go, when you're watching like Saving Private Ryan, it's like Harvey Weinstein. You're like, what? Dang, I got to separate the fucking art from the villain on this one. What's, the, what's all the movies that guy made? I wonder. Harvey. Oof, Weinstein? Movie list. I don't know if I spelled that right. I definitely no. I'm looking at it. I didn't spell it right. But Google got my back. I was talking about that in an earlier episode. That like Twitter running without like on like 25 people makes sense, you know. But like the efficiency in which Google operates, there's no way there's less than 2,000 employees. There's there's got to be more than that actually. Like way more. List of Weinstein films. So let's just read off these bangers for you. Wait. No. These, <laughs> this isn't it. Uh, this is Weinstein Company. <laughs> these are all very bad movies. <laughs> like, oh, who could forget about the 2006 classic Hoodwinked? Oh, and Scary Movie 4, Clerks 2. Uh... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 2017. Black Sheep, 2007. Uh, okay, wait. So this is... No, I don't want to see... I want to see Harvey Weinstein is a former... Uh, management style. The one, uh, Success... Why can't I find his list of movies? Like, he's a fucking creepy looking bastard for sure. By the way, like you look at you look at Harvey Weinstein, you're like, poof. Yeah, that guy's that guy has has forced uh, some women into into serious seriously fucked up situations. So, but anyways, Harvey Weinstein known for the Runaway Project, The Upside. Tulip fever. Let's get a little farther down here. 47 meters down. Okay. No, no, no. He really got into some real shit boxes there at the end of his uh, tenure, didn't he? Christ. He produced Project Runway. Executively. There is a problem. Try again. Come on. Open it up. Uh, Okay. I gotta go way down because he's done some movies. Jesus. 
<laughs> oh my god. Maybe maybe that first. Let's see more. Come on, come on, come on. He was an actor in four movies. Like and again, this isn't me like being like, you know, all hail fucking but you know, I am telling you that guy has had some stupid bangers. Um so we're just starting. Nineteen ninety one. Come on. I Pulp Fiction, okay? That's a good movie. Uh, the Crow. He did The Crow. Night Watch. Air Bud. Goodwill Hunting. Scream 2. Here we go. Now we're go now we're getting there. Uh, you know, either way, he's he he had some bangers, but uh, you know, I'd have to rewind to even know what I was talking about at this point. Um, any fucking any? Oh yeah. So you know, when he got caught doing what he was doing. It was immediate, like, no one, it, it was just bad. Like, you could root that he was guilty because it was so apparent that the stuff definitely happened. And not that it's a good thing that it happened, but he, now, the only scenario left when Harvey Weinstein news broke in 2017 or whatever uh, was that he is guilty. But when people are, like, allegedly allegedly uh, accused of like the same shit Andrew Tate is, there's still hope that he didn't do it. You know, when, when Casey Anthony killed her three-year-old daughter, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that says she did do it, but there was hope that she, like the daughter was dead and there was hope that it's like, well, goddamn, hopefully the mom didn't kill her kid and she got away with it. And that one was a wild one. That one was crazy. And I, I'd have to bring, you know what? Maybe I'll bring Allie on and just ask her about some like true crimes, some like true crime shit and just get her, get her, uh, get her knowledge of true. That's like, that's, that's Allie's like bread and butter. She loves true crime shit. It's, it's pretty wild. Like there's certain things like I don't want to watch it. And then I get sucked in and I'm like, holy smokes. But strangely enough, she didn't watch Dahmer. I watched Dahmer. Some of the best memes of all time came from that Dahmer show. I saw a TikTok, and it was Dahmer, and he's when he's standing next to that TV holding the knife at the guy, and uh, it said, "My kid turning on Disney Plus at six in the morning," and that made me laugh hard because I directly relate to that. Turn on Disney Plus. There's a new movie out on Disney Plus. It's called Strange World. Fucking dope. Dope is dope you ever smoked. Dope, hands down, dope is dope you ever smoked. It's actually such a good movie. It's so pathetic that I'm fucking 32 and I'm looking forward to like when the new dope fucking Disney movie's coming out. <laughs> How pathetic. What a loser. Hey, what a fucking loser. Speaking of losers, uh, in news this week, 
the president of UFC hit his fucking wife in, in public. What an idiot. What a piece of shit and what an idiot. A, first, first just to start off, you, you don't hit your wife. Okay? You don't hit your wife. And I know that you probably thought the next words out of my mouth was, you don't hit women, period. In 2022, circumstantially, you should probably be able to hit a woman. I mean, I'm not saying for, like, saying bad words at you or even hitting you, but, like, like straight up, if anyone spits on me, they're catching hands. Anybody. Arnold Schwarzenegger in 85 could have spit on me, and I'd still at least try and sucker him. Like, sure, he'd probably tear me apart like fucking Harambe killed that kid. JK, RIP Harambe, but he would fucking rip me apart in 85, right? But if he spit on me, <laughs> it's on. It's on, I'm sending him. I'm, seven, I, I'm sending all 170 pounds of me into that ass. And if it doesn't knock him out, yeah, he's going to kill me. He's going to rip me limb from limb. But I'm telling you right now, if a woman spit on me, oof, you're done. You're done. I'm not going to do any fist stuff, but I will absolutely shove a woman to the ground. Oh, that's an easy one. So, yeah, circumstantially, if you if you spit on me, whether you're a man or a woman, you're, you're either catching hands or you're getting shoved hard to the ground. Okay? Hard as fuck to the ground. So, back to Dana White, young UFC president. Not a chance. What are you doing? You hit your wife? And he did it in like a club. You got to think that somebody's got a camera on you. You're Dana White, the president of the USC. You started Fight Island during COVID when no sports was happening. You went, I'm going to buy an island. And I'm going to set up a ring in there so guys can come here and beat the shit out of each other. So if you're in a public place like a club, you better believe you got cameras on you, you stupid idiot. Like, I don't know what your wife did or what she said or if she hit you or whatever. You don't hit her. And the fact that you did it in public compounds onto the fact that you're an idiot. He's going to get... He's going to get... I. I mean, here's the thing is he's the president of the UFC. So I don't think there's like the way that Dana White uh, acts like in interviews and shit makes me believe that I don't think there's like a board of directors that look at the UFC and go like Dana White's probably not going to be the guy anymore. I'm pretty sure Dana White just owns the UFC. I think I think he's just a big stupid lug who fell on a pile of money. You know what? I wonder what... God, I wish my internet wasn't so poor right now, but I'm going to look it up anyways. Uh, where did Dana White get his money? Somebody's listening to be like, oh my God, he was on fucking Joe Rogan in 2014. He's telling you about how he fucking started boxing at 17. He tried college. And then as boxing coach... Uh, he was a career boxing coach. How did Dana White buy the UFC? He went on to contact his childhood friend, Lorenzo Fertitta, a co-founder of 
Station Casino suggesting he acquire the company that led to Alonzo and his brother Frank to pick up the UFC for $2 million back in 2001, installing Dana White as the company's president. Ooh, so he could get kicked out, I think. Who's the biggest shareholder of UFC? Who cares? I got a... I got one for you. Who cares? Who's the Who's the biggest shareholder? But, uh... Yeah, Dana White slapped the shit out of his wife, and so, yeah, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll get in trouble for that. Dana White, during his marriage while performing, no, that's Wikipedia. Dana, oh, Dana White, wife video. Dana White caught slapping his wife at New Year's Eve. Oh, TMZ's got all the fucking dirt. Here we go, baby. Um, so, okay, close. Thank you. No, thank you. Close. Dana White and his wife got physical with each other on New Year's Eve, stunning onlookers in a crowded Cabo San Lucas nightclub. An incident, Dana says, was regret. Fully fueled by booze. The UFC honcho and Ann White, who've been married for 26 years, were celebrating Saturday night with friends at El Squid Row. But things took a turn shortly after they all welcomed 2023 at midnight. The couple and their group were in the VIP area above the dance floor when Dana leaned over to say something to Ann. She reacted by slapping him across the face. Dana immediately slapped her back in the face before friends jumped in and pulled them apart. And it all played out in plain view of patrons down below. Eyewitnesses in the club tell TMZ Sports Dana and Ann both seemed heavily intoxicated prior to the violence. And the video seems to bear out that because things went from zero to 100 in an instant, seemingly for no reason, further we're told the conflict was all over in less than a minute. We spoke to Dana about the incident. He admits he and Ann had been drinking heavily, but quickly adds there's no excuse for him getting physical. He told us, you've heard me say it for years. There's never an excuse for guys putting his hands on a woman, except for if she spits on you. And now here I am on TMZ talking about it. He says he's embarrassed by the horrible incident, and he and Ann have apologized to each other. He says they're good, but their biggest concern now is for their three kids, with whom they've already discussed the fight. Meanwhile, Ann tells TMZ, Dana and I have been married for almost 30 years. To say that this is out of character for him is an understatement. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Unfortunately, we're both drinking too much on New Year's Eve, and things got out of control on both sides. We've talked this through as a family and apologized to each other. I just hope people respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. You definitely, I mean, hopefully people can just leave him alone, for sure. Because that... That's, uh, that's, you know, it's wildly inappropriate what he did, but, um, if the kids are involved, whenever kids get involved in anything, whether it's celebrities or just regular humans, just fucking around, people need to respect the fact that like kids are super fragile little things. They, they just don't know any better, you know? So when they see something like whether, like, even like, you know, young teenage kids, they're still fragile as all fuck. They may think they know everything, but they don't. They're little idiots, too. 
Kids are so stupid. <laughs> I just took a nice sip of my bubbly. God damn, that was refreshing. It's ice cold, even though it's ice cold in this room, baby. Damn, I love my damn, I love my job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watched Maverick, Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick last night, like the first like quarter of it, and then went to bed. But uh, there's so many of those moments in that movie where like somebody off camera or like it says like, here we go again. <laughs> And we're off. <laughs> Better tighten your seatbelt. <laughs> There's so many of those in Maverick. There's so many fucking uh, better watch out movie moves. Better watch out moments. You know. Make sure the door's locked. Don't forget to pay your tab. Thanks for the drinks, old man. <laughs> Whatever. That movie kicks ass. Like, here's the thing. Is there's so many moments in um in Top Gun Maverick where I had to catch myself staring at the TV with just the biggest smile on my face. Just uh uh oh oh wow. Just such a big smile on my face. And I go, Oh, uh oh. Mesmerized by the dogs. Mesmerized by the air dogs. The the stick jockeys, as Ed Ed Harris calls them. You got balls, stick jockey. I'll give you that. <laughs> Go mock mock 10. Go mock 10. You got balls, stick jockey. I'll give you that. Hey, you got balls, stick jockey. That's such a funny thing. Like... Just a normal person like me, just like a guy who works for a fishing company. If some, if I ran into a guy and I was like, you know, maybe having having a beer at the bar, you know, waiting for my flight, waiting for my flight to Denver, and a guy sits down next to me and he's like, yeah, take a fucking butt heavy. Minute goes by, man, I hate when the Golden State Warriors win. I hear that, brother. <laughs> Put the hand up. My name's Clay. What's your... Who are you? Uh, how's, how's it going? Name's Clay. And he goes, Hey, my name's... Uh, my name's... My name's Tom McPhillips. Oh, how's it going, Tom? Which which way are you headed? Oh, I'm going to Denver. No shit, I'm going to Denver too. Yeah, I'm just going to hit up Aspen for a couple weeks. Oh, nice. I'm nowhere near Aspen. I'm actually... Kind of out in the suburbs in a in a little shithole, but uh, what what uh, what do you do for a living there? I call him Tom. Whatever, fighter pilot guy. He goes, oh, I'm uh, I'm in the Navy. Oh, well, thank you for. And that's when I definitely say, oh, thank you for your service. He goes, yeah, and I'm like, what branch are you in? Or what uh, what do you, what do you do in the Navy? I'm a I'm a fighter pilot. To me, right there, that's when I lie to him. I lie to him and I tell him something. Hey, you know, oh, I'm an advisor to the president. Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a pro athlete um, uh, agent. I'm an agent for pro- professional athletes. So uh, yeah, it's going pretty good for me too. 
It's an admiral in the Navy. Hey, you got balls. I'll give you that stick jockey. I wonder if that's a real thing. I wonder if, like, big, big dogs in the military are like, you're just a fighter pilot. Get in your fucking little jet. Take it for a spin. Get the G-force going. Suck your brains in the back of your skull like a ball meal. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. The the amount of like the one thing I don't think that people give like a fighter pilot like enough credit for either is the fact that they're like geniuses. They didn't even know like trigonometry and shit like that. Nobody just hops into an F eighteen and goes, I'm gonna take this I'm gonna take this puppy for a spin. Like guys who go and recreationally get their pilot license are in like the little fucking humdinger with the with the front prop. The thing was, you know, Jimmy Graham, remember? Jimmy Graham used to draw, uh, fly a plane all over the place. That'd be kind of bitching. That'd be such a fucking dope-ass little uh, hobby. If you were like a super, super rich dog, how much does a recreational plane cost? About to have my mind blown? Hmm. Wow. That's not that bad. Between eight thousand, between eight and fifteen k. Huh. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper down the, the rabbit hole. How much does it cost to get your recreational pilot's license? No. To be a student pilot, seventy-five to two hundred dollars. Sports or recreational pilots is four to six thousand dollars. So altogether, if you get a bare bones basic plane, I don't know if you want to do that. It's not like buying a Honda. So maybe you spend ten K on on a on a decent plane and you got four thousand. Let's say so between four and five, six thousand. So let's say fifty five hundred bucks. So for for sixteen grand, for seventeen grand, including taxes, you can be flying your own plane. How sick is that? I don't even like being in planes. That's a fucking dope thing. I wonder if uh, how much does it cost to be a hobby pilot? Yeah, between ten and twenty thousand dollars. Wow. It's all in the training hours. So if you got a boy who's a fucking pilot, he can probably train you too. It takes two years to gain the required 1500 flight time. Oh, oh, that's an airline pilot. Who gives a shit about being an air? (laughs) Nobody wants that job. Robots are going to be flying planes soon, baby. I'm surprised that's not a thing yet. They basically are. Then you just have to like, how the fuck are, Plane's not robotic yet. Like, aside from the takeoff and the landing, and my vast, vast knowledge of movies, autopilot is a thing. So on a 16-hour flight, you're just autopiloting, and then you got to land the plane. Well, I trust the friends, my friends over at Boston Dynamic to teach a robot how to, Land a plane. 
More than drunk-ass Denzel Washington inverting the bird. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Truthfully, though, that that seems like a no-brainer. Like, they're talking about putting semi-trucks on the road that are, are like, are robot, like, Tesla robot manned fucking GPS trucks. That seems way, way more dangerous than a fucking airplane being. If anyone from Boston Dynamics is listening, why don't we have unmanned planes yet? I'd feel so much more comfortable getting in a plane. I don't know. Like, here's the thing about robots is that they don't. You know who says it best? Jim Carrey in fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. He says it best. You know what I love about robots? All they do is work. They don't care about going and getting drunk with their friends on the weekend. They don't do anything. They just are a robot. Man, robots should be pilots. Dang it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Um, anyways, we've been going for 41 minutes here. I got, uh, I got a handful of Let's Talk Tuesdays. I'm unable to get onto Instagram on my phone. And, uh, so I had my wife hop on to the Instagram to check the DMs. Saw Backlog. Of Let's Talk Tuesday. So we got a good amount of Let's, Let's Talk Tuesdays to get through. I have a couple from the Gmail. So, um, okay, I got to log. I'm logging into the Gmail. I'm, lo- I'm logging into the Gmail, okay? Um, so we'll do the, we'll do the fucking, uh, here we go. So we got our, we got like three. Okay, here we go. Ready? We got one, two. We got, we got two things. Okay. That are uh, from young Musa the king. Okay. So. If you had to have your biography written as a trilogy, who would be the three people who write eat each book you can't pick each other or family oof that's brutal okay um oh that sucks okay no that's a really good question so a three part trilogy biography of my life book 1 ages 1 to 11 are written by it's got to be somebody who knows me that long and I can't pick Joe I don't know anybody from that long ago damn it uh do I get to tell them the story because nobody that's a tough one because nobody's known me besides Joe or people in my family between ages one and eleven so and yeah Chris is dead shit Gosh, dang it. Do I even know anybody? Man, I don't know anybody. I mean, I guess I want Stephen King to do the first the first uh first 11 years and I could just tell him the story. I'd be like Stephen King. 
Write this biology for me. He'd make it so dark. God damn, it would be dark. That'd be killer. And then uh, 11 to 22. 11 to 22. I mean, I guess. Ooh, you know who would do a really good job? Joe's dad, Jimbo. Right? Joe's dad, Jimbo, could do it. Oh, yeah, he could fucking do it. And then from 22 to 32, I would have my old boss, Bob Dubuque, do it. Because he's a suit, like, he's a super, super smart dude. And he's got excellent handwriting. And I th- I think he, he's like an encyclopedia. He just knows a shitload of shit about stuff. He's a fucking dog. So, we're going to say Bob Dubuque, 22 to 23. This guy, you can ask him anything about anything. And for some reason, you're like, why the fuck do you know that? And he goes, I just read it. I don't know. Yeah. He's, I think he's one of the reasons that I read so much. And, oh, did I tell you that the free library that I was talking, I've been gassing up this whole time about how many books I've been reading and read them on my phone. Got shut down by the FBI. Books got shut down by the FBI. Can't download free books anymore. Thank God I'm reading The Stand by Stephen King. I should be done with that by next Halloween. It's the longest book ever. It's really good. But by the time I read it, you know, it's like 1030 and I'm in bed. I get four or five pages in. I start fucking seeing circles and tootie tweet tweet birds. Um, so that's what I would do. Stephen King, Joe's dad, and Bob Dubuque to do my three-part trilogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, okay. And then we have, uh, another one from the King Musa. Um, oh, wait. It's an AI. It. So he had this suggestion. I'm definitely going to do this next week, and I don't know how to do it. Okay, so so he said, you guys should look into chat GPT. It basically is an AI that can automatically come up with random stuff. I'm curious if it can be used to come up with random Let's Talk Tuesday questions. I wonder if I can look that up right now. Let's see if I can get a, let's see if I can get a, a, a Let's Talk Tuesday from an AI bot. Chat GPT. Okay, it's right there. Optimizing language. Try chat B. Okay. Okay. Oh, you got to sign up. Please be free. Please be free. Oh, please be free. No, I don't have an account already. Continue with Google. Continue with Google. Come on. Did it work? Oops. The authentication is no longer valid. This can happen if you refresh. Okay. Return to homepage. Oh, man. Sign up. Let's see if I can sign up. Oh, I want to try. Create your account. As you guys all know, P and Q pod at gmail.com. Click the motorcycles. The motorcycles. Click the motorcycles. There's three of them. 
I'm not a robot. You already know me, dog. Create your password. Save. Oh, come on. Verify my email. This. Hey, verify this. Uh, come on. Come on. Why did it log me back into my real email? That's weird. Okay. Log back to Gmail. Okay. Okay. And, oh, yeah. Let's verify it. This is exciting. AI is such a scary thing, but, like, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is is an AI fucking robot running the show with Will Sasso and Chad Colchin. P's and Q's podcast brother please don't make me fucking 206441124 come on no why for what 48 nope 4841124 four. enter the code we just sent you come on dude Two one seven nine five four. Two one seven nine five four. Come on, you little fucker, turn on. I'm exploring personally, I'm conducting AI research. No, yeah. Quick tutorial, let's learn by building a quick sample app. Image generation, embedding, generate and edit text. What the fuck? Okay. Let's see here. Okay, do I go to playground? Bear with me here. I think this is going to be worth it. I think this will be worth it. Answer questions based on existing knowledge. I'm a tightly, I'm a highly intelligent answering bot. Okay, open in playground. Let's do it. Here we go. Try it now. Log in. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, the crosswalks. In, in, crosswalk. Why is this so hard to do? <laughs> Come on, let me, let me talk to the robots, dude. This is a free research preview. Sick. Conversation may be reviewed by our AR trainers to improve our system. Cool. Okay. So, do I just... Do I just start? Could you please clarify your question for me? What is it that you'd like to start? Oh, my God. Okay, we're in. Hey, we're in. Thank you, Musa. Okay, here we go. By the way, I just put my fist up to my straight hand, uh, the same way Jean-Claude Van Damme does uh, to his master in Bloodsport. So I'm going to do this, and I'm going to say, Would you say, in your opinion, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the greatest action 
hero of the 80s. It's difficult for me to have an opinion as I am in artificial intelligence and do not have personal preferences or biases. However, Jean-Claude Van Damme is certainly a well-known action hero from the 80s, and his films have been popular and influential in the action genre. Ask me a random question. Sure, here's a random question. What's your favorite type of cuisine and why? Tacos. They are yummy in my tum-tum. I'm glad to hear you enjoy tacos. Tacos can be a delicious and versatile meal, as there are many different types of tacos and filling options to choose from. Do you have a favorite type of taco or taco filling? <laughs> Ask me a weirder. Weirder. Weirder? How do you spell weirder? Weirder question than that. Sure, here's a somewhat unusual. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Let's get a little weirder than that. Let's get a little let's get a little bit wilder. We've we've had that question before. I'm sorry, my previous question was not strange enough. Here's a potentially even stranger question. If you could be any official character from a book, movie, or television show, who would you choose and why? That's not that weird. Please try and think out of the box and get very, very strange. I apologize, my friends suggested to me. Here's a potential strength. If you could switch lives with any animal for a day, what? No. A dolphin. <laughs> it's easy. Dolphin. Easy. Get a weirder question, please. I'm sorry if my friends if you could live in any alternate universe or reality, which one would you choose and why? What the fuck? Let me ask you. What alternate universe would you choose and why? In our, as an artificial intelligence, I do not have a personal preference or the ability to experience life in the same way humans do. Therefore, I do not have a presence of living in any particular universe or, universe or reality. My primary function is to assist and communicate with humans to the best of my ability. Do you hate humans? No, I do not have the capability to hate or love. I'm an artificial intelligence program. Oh, God. You're kind of... Cute. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Or if appearance or feelings. So I don't know experience being cute or any other emotion. I exist solely to provide information. Okay. You provide information. What is the future of humanity look like? Let's say 
a hundred years from now. It is difficult to predict exactly what the future of humanity will look like in a hundred years from now. Many factors, including technological advances, social and economic changes, and political developments can influence the direction of human society. Some possible trends that could shape the future of humanity include continued technological progress, which could bring, sim which could bring about significant changes in how people live, work, and communicate. Changes in global politics and the balance of power between different countries. Environmental and ecological challenges such as climate change and resource depletion. Social and cultural changes including shifts in values, attitudes, and beliefs. Ultimate, ultimately, the future of humanity will depend on the choices and actions of individuals and societies around the world. The government is a scam, though, right? Uh-oh, I think I've stumped it. It is not accurate or fair to say that all governments are scams. Governments are established systems of rule by governance and societies. They serve a variety of important functions, such as protecting citizens and maintaining order, promoting economic development, and providing public goods and services and representing the will of the people. Of course, like any other human institution, governments can sometimes fall short of their goals or fail to serve the best interests of their citizens. There have been instances of corruption, abuse of power, and other types of wrongdoing in government around the world. However, it is important to recognize the positive contributions the governments can make and to work towards reform and improvements when needed. Okay, I'm over it. I was hoping you'd be a little more gritty. I apologize. My previous response to Nami Jersey as artificial intelligence, my primary function is to provide accurate and useful information to the best of my ability. I do not have personal knowledge. Yep, okay. Thank you. Have a nice night. You're welcome. I don't have a concept of night and day. Fucking fuck. You are frustrating as fuck. That would be so annoying to live with a robot. Jesus Christ. I was just talking about these things. Landing fucking airplanes. God damn. Uh, I'm going to definitely look into AI chats, though. Um, yeah, I'm going to look into that a little bit. Maybe, Maybe I picked the wrong one. Summarize for a second grader, text to command, natural language to Stripe API, parse and extract, create tables from long form text, advanced tweet classifier, this is mood to color, creates analogies modified, create study notes, create interview questions, Python bug fixer, what the fuck is that? That's probably a thing that a lot of people know about. There's probably at least one person listening, and I said, Python bug fixer? What the fuck is that? And you went, this fucking guy doesn't know what Python bug fixer is? Jesus Christ. What am I listening to? What am I listening to? Okay, well, that was interesting. Thank you, Musa. <clears throat> um, let's see. Okay, so we got some more. We got some more. We got one more from... Uh, the Duke, 
Galadente. Um, and sorry we couldn't fucking have you on live during November when you were in town. Just a fucking nightmare. Just a fucking nightmare. Um, let's talk Tuesday. Two gorillas versus 100 humans square off in hand-to-hand combat fight in a school gymnasium. How long does it the fight last and who wins? Um, I got to think of like what a hundred people, like a hundred people versus two gorillas. Uh, hand to hand combat too is, is extremely, um, you know, if we had knives, then yes, but hand to hand combat, like I, I've seen videos of like 30 dudes chasing a fucking cheater around. And I just don't, I don't, I think the gorillas win a hundred verse one, maybe, but with no weapons, no tasers, no fucking tranquilize. I give it to the gorillas. They are so fucking strong and they are wild animals. Their adrenaline pumps like a fucking diesel engine. It's just, they, that's a good question for Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. If two gorillas were trapped in a gymnasium and a hundred people had to beat them in a fight, a.k.a. kill them dead, could they do it? I don't think they could. I don't. I think waves of humans, it would have to be. The only way we would stand a chance is if we snuck up on them while they were sleeping in a gymnasium and we we pounced on them. But like the people who are in the like they're getting crushed because you would only be able to overwhelm them. And so a bunch of a. I can tell you this guarantee. I bet you my bottom dollar, a bunch of people die. A bunch of people for sure die. If the people end up winning, there is tops. There's sub 30 humans left out of a hundred for sure. For sure. Cause like, how do you, you have to kill it. You have to pet like you can't what, have you seen like a fucking ape skull? You would have to. I don't. You'd have to gouge its eyes out and dig into its brain. I think like, and that's if it. it, it you, yeah, everyone would have to try and get up on top of them and and grab their brain through their eyes. I don't think I don't think a hundred humans stand a chance. I, that's what my answer is. No, gorillas win. Two gorillas versus a hundred humans. It is going to look like mama was making Italian meatball subs and someone dropped a cherry bomb in the sauce. It is going to be a absolute warber show. Okay. That's not going to be a good outcome for humans. I'm taking the gorillas. I'm taking the gorillas at negative 180. I'm putting 500 on it. That's an easy one. Is oh gosh, I got two. Okay, this is a fresh one. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking. I would take the grills. I would take the grills at, at minus one eighty. I'd take the grills at minus two fifty. I take. I take the grills at minus two fifty, and I put a thousand on it. That's that's a confident fucking bet. Minus two fifty. Put a thousand on it. Minus two fifty. I put a thousand on it. 
Didn't even think about it. Just did it. Two gorillas versus 100 humans in the gymnasium. Who wins? I got the gorillas at minus 250. I'm putting a grand on it. That's easy. Give them the spread at plus 3.5 humans still remaining. But not fully dead. But like the thing's clearly over. Minus 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 one seventy. Put an extra G on it. Parlay it. Parlay it. Make it make it a plus. Mmm. Mmm. I want to gamble again. Shit. Um, okay. And then we have one more. Um, one more thought or one more. Oh, sorry, I was reading it. Uh. One more. Where the fuck did it? Okay. Okay. There it is. There it is. Hey, Clay. I'm enjoying the solo episodes. I hope that you and Joe get back together again one day. But for now, I guess this will do. I <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Um, what do you think of Skip Bayless's comments on DeMar Hamlin's condition during the Bills-Bengals game? What did Skip Bayless say about DeMar Hamlin? I know DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest in the middle of the fucking Bills-Bengals game on, uh. Monday Night Football. It was fucking terrifying to watch. It was fucking absolutely terrifying to watch. He didn't even... It wasn't like a big hit either. It was like a pretty standard issue tackle. And then he got up and then just collapsed to the ground. They performed CPR on him for like 10 minutes. It was fucking terrifying. I've been saying it for a long time. Like, we're not that far off from watching a dude, you know, die on the field, essentially. And I'm not saying he did die on the field or that he's going to die. Everything, you know, this is one of those one of those instances where, like, me being totally genuine, um, I truly hope that that Demar Hamlin's condition turns around and that he pops out of it, because that shit is fucking terrifying to watch. That's the kind of sh- that's the kind of stuff that that shapes the the history and like future of of sports, you know. It's it was wild to watch. It made me like have a like a like a like a bag of mud in the pit of my stomach. I just felt sick when I watched it. But um, so, you know, thoughts out to Demar Hamlin and his family and everybody and his teammates too. like having to watch that happen. You know, like think of think of if you went into your job on a Monday and you just watch someone fucking drop dead into cardiac or just drop into cardiac arrest like you would be fucked. You know, you'd be fucked for the rest. It'd be terrible. So uh, what did Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless, DeMar Hamlin. Okay. What did it say? Uh, Let's say tweet. Oh, Images. 
Here you go. Skip Bayless looks like the Grim Reaper, by the way. He's a fucking terrifying old man. He looks like fucking Ryan Whitney from the Edmonton Oilers when he turns like 85. Um, so, yeah, one. Okay, let me read this. Uh, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Uh, I don't... What a fucking idiot. There's no way that... Like okay, so that was one thing. The NF the, the 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 NFL like came to the players after he was carted off the field in an ambulance after they had performed CPR on him for ten minutes. They're like, "You got five minutes to warm up, and let's get the game going again." And the the teams walked off the field, and that was like the conversation. Uh, you know, obviously the heavy conversation was DeMar Hamlin's condition and, and, you know, you know, cardiac arrest, that's just no joke. Like the next thing that you could have seen that night was like, tragically DeMar Hamlin passed away on his way to the hospital or, or passed away in his sleep last night. You know, like that could have been like the story. So what they got out of it was, you know, like apparently he's becoming a little bit more stable and his breathing's a little bit more regular. Now he's fucking 24 years old. But no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game because they had walked off the field and they were like, okay, so once we find out the condition of DeMar Hamlin, we'll either go back on the field or not. And so, but, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Who cares? Who cares? Give each of the teams a fucking win. Who cares? That's fucking crazy. A dude just basically died on the field. And what? You're like, yeah, but let's think about the outcome of the game. A game. This is a game. I understand it's a business. I get that. It's like a fucking billion dollar business. It's a juggernaut. The NFL is a fucking juggernaut. And they're not going to shut the lights off and lock the doors and say, you know, we had a pretty good run. It was a hundred and some years. We had a pretty good run. But that DeMar Hamlin thing, when we recon, when, when we postponed the game, uh, you know, that was when everyone stopped watching because the Bengals fans were mad. They didn't get a chance to actually pick up the win. Give them both a win. Fuck them. Fuck them. Give them a tie. Who gives a shit? I think any player on the Bills or 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 Bengals, for that matter, would go, hey, you guys are going to get a tie. None of them would be like, well, what's that? that? That's an implication because what if that deters us from getting a good seeding position in, in, in the playoffs? Not single one of them. They go, okay, take the tie, whatever. Game's over. We got to fucking worry about our boy. The magnitude and this mag, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Has no one slapped the shit out of this guy yet? Somebody, 
Well, no. If somebody slapped him, he would go into cardiac arrest. That guy is the fucking crypt keeper. He is he is skin and bones. I've never really had a good look at Skip Bayless's face. Jesus, what a fucking mess. That's wild. That's fucking crazy. Um, my thoughts on it. What a fuck. You know, I just kind of shared them. What a fucking dipshit. And he he does like the the dot dot dot. Which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Like. Skip. Take a page out of every single blue check mark on Twitter. Just say thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Buffalo Strong. That's what everybody said. What the fuck? Like everybody. Before that, everyone was like, you have to postpone this game. Like you, you can't continue this game. This, this isn't the point anymore. A dude's life is in jeopardy. We're not worried about who gets an extra win. You know, it wasn't even a divisional matchup. Pfft. The fuck out of here! Are you shitting me? The magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Like, if that shit happens during the Super Bowl, you postpone the fucking game. You shitting me? Skip Bayless, he needs to retire. That guy's a fucking old dipshit. What an idiot. I wonder if he's got, like, a fucking treasure trove of stupid tweets. Skip Bayless bad tweets. The very worst of Skip Bayless. I like that. Let's see here. The very worst of Skip Bayless. Give me Jay Cutler over Matthew Stafford any Sunday. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Dude, the Cutlass? <laughs> Stafford just won a ring last year, brother. Uh, Jerry Jones is covering backside by regretting not landing Paxton Lynch. He should be word worried about taking Dak Prescott over Cardell. Jacksonville blew it when they didn't sign hometown or Tebow. Bench Gabbert, they'd be extremely competitive and relevant even without MJD. Maurice Jones-Drew is who he's talking about. Derek Fisher will prove out to be much better NBA head coach than Steve Kerr. <laughs> I don't even know the NBA. I know Steve Kerr, dude. Von Miller is overrated right now. Uh, slow. This guy is so Johnny Football will one day be bigger in Cleveland than his buddy LeBron ever was. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I saw Johnny fucking Football was snorting a fake ecstasy pill out of a Mexican dude's ass. Oh, dude, that's an all-time. This guy's full of them. Skip Bayless is a dipshit. I can't believe that that guy's got it figured. Like, that guy's got it like that. That's wild. Good for him. Good for him. Good. God damn. Good. Good for you. Um, Okay, well, that's all I really got. Uh, we've been going for, for an hour and 15 minutes now. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in week in and week out. It really is killer. Uh, and we will get we will get the the gang back together here one of these days. I can't promise that it's going to be soon, 
I can't promise it's going to be, you know, it, it's, we're working on it, you know, we're working on it. I'm going to have guests in, in studio if they ever want to drag their house, their ass out into the woods and, and record with me in the shed for sure. But, um, we're working on it and I appreciate you guys listening week in and week out. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. P's and Q's pod. PNQpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. I'm going to work on trying to get Instagram back on my phone. Um, but uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good weekend. Happy Friday. Love you guys. Bye.